the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie this week, but Jerry Feeney is here, Ace Thomas Suparp is here, and so is Esther Muller, and Nathan Tempe is on the line. Nathan Tempe is the senior editor of Brick Underground, and before that, you were at Gothamist, Nathan, weren't you? Correct. Good morning. What, what, you, you covered real estate for Gothamist? I was a general assignment reporter, but I wrote a lot about housing. Uh, about housing. Topics, yeah. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I want to, uh, a terrible, terrible figure that came out in the newspapers that one in ten New York City public school students are homeless. Could you talk about that for a moment? Yes, sure. Um, the situation, as far as I can tell, isn't so different from uh, when the New York Times made a big splash uh, back in t- 2013 with their profile of a young girl uh, li- living in a homeless shelter in Fort Greene named Dasani. I don't know if you remember that, but... No. I, I suppose the situation has gotten somewhat worse since then. Um, the figure for the 2015-2016 school year was that there were 100,000 uh, students in public schools who were homeless at some point during the school year. and so 100,000 kids were homeless? No, it point. can't be. So in other words, they, they oh weren't all God. homeless throughout the entire school year. Um, the figure in the shelter system now is about 60,000 people altogether. Um, so the figure for the past school year that just came out was uh, 111,500, which comes out to about one in ten. Terrible, terrible figure, right? So Nathan, what is this about? Uh, uh, the mayor is offering 12 months free rent to leave the city if you're homeless. Yes, uh, this was reported by WNYC recently. Um, it's it's uh, it's sort of an expansion of of the city strategy of just sort of throwing things at the wall and trying to see what sticks. Um, and obviously it's an election year. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on the mayor to lower the homeless population. Uh, but it's actually not that new of an idea for years. The city has been paying airfare for homeless people who can show that they have a family connection in some other city. Uh, so the latest expansion of that idea is the city is just, going to pay a year's rent. Uh, it's sort of a pilot program, it sounds like, at this point. And that includes in cities outside of New York. Yeah, but it, do you have to have a family connection to that city to get the year? It doesn't sound like it. Uh, it sounds like you just have to have uh, someone accepting your application for an apartment. 
I think, found... I think that's disgusting. I really do. I do, too. I, I think it's creepy. I know they're trying to solve a problem here, but the Department of Homeless sent an email to shelter providers which listed 17 apartments in Newark, and they're going to pay 12 months of rent. It's not a solution. Jerry is absolutely right. It's, it, does, it doesn't help people <clears throat> um, get a job. It doesn't help people sustain themselves. It is simply... Uh, I, I, how about this? I'll pay the mayor's 12 months rent if he'll leave the city. How does he like that? I mean, that's it really is outrageous that they're not addressing the underlying issue um, and instead just doing this <laughs> ridiculous idea. Absolutely well, ridiculous. I, I can tell you, you know, having uh, covered homelessness a fair amount and, and looked at this and spoken to a lot of homeless families, you know, a lot of people living in shelters, um, the, the city's actually spending more money just housing them in a shelter than it would cost to simply pay their rent. That's absolutely true. And, and um, you know, a, a big problem that exists is that people in shelters have vouchers that would help them with their rent, but landlords aren't taking the vouchers because they're concerned about the um, the voucher program not being continued into the future, or, or maybe they're not taking it for other reasons. But yeah. there's a situation and- where, you know, a lot of people in shelters are able to pay rent and simply cannot find an apartment. So this, I, you know, you, you can debate the merits of job placement and, and other issues, but this does seem like a somewhat practical approach or to at least part of the problem. It's terrible. It really is horrible to hear. I, I want to go from the very sad to the sublime, an article that actually appeared in Brick Underground that we love so much, and it's about blackout blinds. Sure. Why why blackout blinds? So I was sort of uh, alarmed to learn maybe a year ago about the the LED lights that the city is putting in. They're replacing all the street lights with these LED lights. Um, this is a pro- program that was started under Bloomberg, and it's now nearing completion. Um, and they're actually choosing a type of light that is on the blue end of the spectrum, which some research suggests... Um, disrupts your circadian rhythm in a way that yellow lights don't. So it actually makes it harder to fall asleep. It makes your body think that it's daytime, which has possible uh, wide-ranging health effects. So having written about this, I uh, recently decided to install blackout blinds myself and uh, figured I'd, I'd share, spread the gospel of, uh, of the blackout blind. So the upside it, is that it it's work? easier to fall asleep. Uh, it is? Easier to fall asleep? Did I you miss work the next yes, day? And I, I think I sleep deeper. <laughs> you sleep deeper? You should try one of my sleeping pills. <laughs> I, and also, I think another thing that sort of um, led me to believe that it would work is, is going upstate and just noticing that I had a much easier time sleeping and I, and I slept much more deeply. The downside, of course, is that you're cutting off the other side of your natural rhythm where the sun comes up in the morning and your body knows that it's daytime. So it's sort of the hotel room effect. Nathan, hold on for, for one second because I sure. want to talk about the pointy apartment and why anybody would buy a pointy apartment. But John from the Bronx is on, and okay. he has he has a question. John, are you there? Yes, I am. Who's uh, your question? Is, Go ahead, my question, John. My question is, uh, we, we're doing, a, I, think, I think the title was a, a short sale. Uh, whereas the realtor put uh, got got it from the bank for two hundred forty five thousand dollars, so we put that down to hold the house. They did a, a title search and there's a, a forty thousand dollar lien on the house. Is that negotiable? So you're you're thinking of buying a house on a short sale, right? 
Right. Okay. And so, and, and and for the price was two forty five. Now that we find out that they have a lien on the house for forty thousand, as a first question. Second is the pipe broke in the house, and now we have twenty five thousand dollars worth of mold. Now with the forty thousand dollar lien and twenty five thousand dollar mold, can we get a reduction in the price of the house? Well, so the first question about the lien is, you know, in a short sale, the the bank uh, is going to approve the transaction and take less than they're owed, but the seller still owns the home, so they would still have the obligation to convey clear title. So the bank would have to take that into consideration when they're selling it. Uh, I'm not sure that the lien is primary to the bank's mortgage or secondary, but nevertheless, it needs to be extinguished before closing, so it has to go into the figures. Basically, what you do is you put everything on a spreadsheet and show the bank what they're going to get, and they say yay or nay. We used to do a lot of short sales when the market was declining. We're not doing nearly as many as the market is increasing. In terms of the, uh, the, the mold, I would be very, very cautious about moving forward in a property that had a mold infiltration. Um, the, is it an active leak or has the leak stopped? Well, it, it's an active leak. So yeah. what, what we were thinking about was buying a house, why, taking why, care of the why do you want to buy this house? Why do you want to well, buy this house? Well, my, my wife is in love with it. That, that's nice. But does she love mold too? Does no, of course okay. not. So, uh, you know, no offense, but I, I would, it's not the last house around. I, I would be very cautious about moving forward. I would get yourselves a cleaner deal. You know, that kind of mold infiltration to, to uh, effectively remediate it is very expensive. I'm not sure the seller here has the money to do it. Is the bank going to – you're going to get – Well, the seller, the seller is, is, is deceased, and, and the bank yeah. can't, uh, make any, can't get any money for the lien. Uh, I'm not sure I would I be think it's worth it's, – we have this happen, especially out in Long Island. So we get inspectors in, and uh, they do check the house, and then they tell you the degree of mold and whether it's possible to clean it all up. And in most cases, really, we found that we can go ahead with the closing, um, with the mold taken care of. And the seller usually takes care of the mold. So in this case, do you think maybe the bank would be amicable to, uh, to see if they can be involved in cleaning it up? I would have to ask them. I have my real estate person ask them. I would definitely. Do that, John. Thank you for calling. I hope we helped you out some. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Patricia in the Bronx. Jerry, did you have a question for Jerry, Patricia? Yes, I do. Hello? Go ahead. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Jerry, my question is, um, in 2015, I purchased windows from Pella Window mm -hmm. Company. Yes. And the windows, there were four windows installed in the front of my home. Now, the windows were installed in 2016. And because I love the windows and the effect of the windows with my home, I ordered the same exact windows that was in the front of my home mm -hmm. for my bedroom. Now, the pre-existing windows in my bedroom had both a left and a right lock on each one of the windows because mm -hmm. they had double-hung windows. Pella came and installed the windows with only a single lock. When I recognized this, I called immediately to say that this needs to be corrected because now you, my security for my home and for my family is now breached. Mm -hmm. 
Well, after a period of time, Teller calls back and say that they would have someone come out and install two additional locks on each window, okay. giving me three locks per window. Okay. So I'm saying to them, if you can install three locks on one single window, then it should not have been a problem for you to install a right and a left lock what do they say on to that? these windows. They placed a lien on the house. They placed the lien on the house because I told them I was not going to pay them another penny until it was corrected. <clears throat> well, what's your that's, advice, that's, Jerry? That's part of the problem is when you enter into these agreements for financing, you concede to a lien to the to the window people if you don't pay them on a regular basis. Um, so you have to be cautious about doing that. Uh, no, Jerry, this was a payment where I paid half of the money up front using mm -hmm. my credit card, and the balance would be paid when the work was completed. I understand. So, so did you refuse to pay the balance? I refused to pay the balance because they're not the windows that I ordered. Yeah. And the salesperson who came in was given my pre-existing order from 2015 mm -hmm. stating I wanted the same locks. He came in, looked at the window in my living room, went to the rear bedroom, saw the windows that I did have that had both the pre-existing windows, a left and a right lock. He never once said the size of this window comes mm. with only one lock. What because happened? if he had said okay. that, I could have made a better choice. Right. What happens when you call? Uh, so customer service was willing to put on two more locks, but then they placed the lien, which I understand has aggravated you. What happens if you call customer service now and say, look, I'm willing to pay for this. You just got to install what I I've ordered. already stated that, Jerry, to everybody in the company. And what do they say? And the young lady who was supposed to be doing a follow-up, because she said, this just doesn't make sense. Yes. She's no longer within the company. Well, and yeah. now they're telling me, well, we are not going to do nothing. And so, I, Patricia, have, uh, I, have, I have on my answering machine... They are promises to come in and to install the two additional locks, making it three locks on each window. That's okay, so, recorded on my answering machine. Jerry, you, we've got so, you. So, look, all I can say is I wouldn't give up with them. They're a big company. They're certainly a reputable company. Uh, you know, I, I would not give up. Um, if you have to, then you have to take it a small claim score. How much money are we talking about? How much money is in dispute here? About a thousand dollars, and it's so easy him, to pay that because that's not a problem. Him, take him to small claims court. Well, bond, can you bond a lien, Jerry? Can you bond? Yes, it? but it's not worth it. She doesn't need to. She's not selling. A thousand bucks, no need right? To bond it, right? Exactly. So, but I would, I, I would just take him to small claims court, and that'll get their attention. And you but, can go to small claims court without a lawyer. Is that right? Absolutely. Of course, yeah. you can. Yeah, that's my advice. And you sound like you'd be really good at small claims court. Yes, you could be a judge. Let me tell you, Patricia. No, you, you have be... your, you have your facts in order, mm -hmm. and you're you're very clear in the and way paperwork. you paperwork. Yeah, Thank... Jerry, I'm a homeowner for thirty years. Sweat, yeah. tears, everything else, and and this is just unacceptable. I agree. Take him to court. Take him to court. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll head Thank you, Patricia. Let us know what okay. happens. Call mm -hmm. back and let us know what happens, Nathan. I, cer I certainly yeah. will. Thank you. Thank. 
You're welcome. Nathan, I want to hit two things with you. One sure. is, what is the, uh, we got to get to living with your ex. We're okay. fascinated with that. But first, what is this pointy apartment and how much of a point does it come to? Sure. Uh, there's a building uh, formerly called B2. Uh, it's the, the first building that was built as part of the large development formerly called uh, Atlantic Yards. And now it's 461 Dean is the address. And so it's right along Flatbush Avenue at Dean Street. And uh, based on the way that Flatbush Avenue goes diagonal and the Barclays Center sort of encroaches on the building on the other side, uh, one end of it comes to this very extreme point. And, uh, well, what can you, know, you put there? There's a whole line of apartments along the pointy end. And uh, <laughs> so there, the uh, woman I spoke to who lives there is renting a 1,000-square-foot studio uh, along that line. And I imagine a lot of that space, or, you know, some of that space is not entirely usable in the conventional sense just because of the point. But one sort of uh, impressive effect that that has is that some people have a bed in that area and uh, you sort of wake up with this panoramic uh, view of downtown Brooklyn and beyond depending on you know how high up how can you get a bed striking because they also have very tall windows and and it's basically a wall of yeah there's a building called the Ansonia on Broadway and it's got that type of I call it delicious peak, with it looks like you're almost on a boat, round windows and very small. Yeah, the thing and, it reminded me of was the prow of a ship. Yes, exactly. It's exactly, and it was selling about 25 years for about $55,000, and today that same apartment peak looks like a ship. I think one person can hardly fit in it, is right now I think probably closer to a Five hundred thousand dollars. It's so weird. I don't know what kind of a bed, Nathan, you can fit in there, but uh, around bed. Well, not you wouldn't put it right at the peak. <laughs> the peak is sort of something to look at. Yeah, hmm. I think but it's kind of cool. Could put a, a little end table there. But if you live with your ox, <laughs> I would put them. Very cool. Now, things. how did you how did you find this person, Nathan, the, in the mag in in Brick Underground, um, who decided that they divorced and yet they had a house together in the Hamptons, and they decided they were going to try to live in the house after the divorce? Sure. Uh, I don't I don't think I can get too far into how I know that this person uh, without you know tiptoeing up to identify. <laughs> okay. Them. But uh, suffice it to say that I, I hear this is a, a pretty common issue, in fact. Very, very right. And very it, common, yes, and especially. In case, yes. I, uh, you know, you could read it to, to say that they were divorced, but they, they actually uh, were just together for quite a long time and had never actually gotten married. Oh, so it wasn't was a, a divorce. Du- they, they broke up. This was a couple who were together for a long time and broke up. There was no legal I know um, of yeah. uh, a duplex apartment where uh, she left him, so she took the lower level, and he lived upstairs for several years. She even remarried, had the baby downstairs. And, well, um, how did it get to the upstairs? Was there a separate entrance? Yes, separate entrance. Oh, yeah. well, that's okay. Duplex with two separate entrances. That's okay. If this yeah, they're a, yeah. a little messier. But yeah. it is well, a like, vacation house, so, you know. It's a it's a bit different of a negotiation than actually. What was the biggest problem, life. Nathan? What what was the biggest issue? So Who they've got... been they've been dealing with this since 2011, uh, and I think oh probably God. the biggest thing is just arranging timing. Parties. Who gets to go out there when? 
Parties. Parties? Yeah, parties. You know, like, are you coming to my party? Are you not coming to my party? Are you invited? We've got to take a break. Nathan, don't go away. We'll be right back with Nathan Tempe from Brick Underground. Stay there. There are stories in the news that make you scratch your head. How could that person be found not guilty? Why did that judge rule that way? And what was behind the passing of that new law? Well, every weekend on our station, Champions of Justice with Tom Girardi features revealing interviews that look behind the headlines and give you the rest of the story. It's always interesting. So join us Sunday mornings at 10 for Champions of Justice here on AM 970, The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. They really have made a difference. I mean, when I started taking them, I could not tie my shoes because of the knee pain. I have arthritis in it. And uh, I actually bent down and tied my shoes by mistake. Just, uh, you know, I was so used to not being able to do it. I couldn't believe I did it. And that was shortly after starting the Balance of Nature. What are you waiting for? Good health is just a phone call away. Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Call 1-800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. That's balanceofnature.com. Promo code the answer. If you haven't signed up for the Salem Business Breakfast, you're going to be missing out on a mouth-watering breakfast from DR Catering. What's for breakfast, you ask? French toast bread pudding with real maple syrup, scrambled eggs, crispy bacon, home fries, seasonal apple cider donuts, and coffee. That's not all. It gets even better. Dominic from DR Catering is going above and beyond with fresh minted fruit salad, pumpkin spice steel-cut oatmeal, honey yogurt and granola, and hot apple cider. You really don't want to miss this delicious delicious autumn menu. Come join us for breakfast, a live broadcast of the Joe Piscopo Morning Show, and a panel discussion with industry experts on how to break through the clutter of traditional and digital marketing to grow your business. It's happening this Thursday, October 19th at the Wanakue Academic Center at Passaic County Community College, just off 287. Tickets are free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. When I get to about three quarters. When I get down to the bottom. A couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you four extra packs of Nubbanubs free. Nubbanub treats are freeze-dried beefy treats. Made with no cereal fillers, chemical preservatives, or dyes. Good for the tummy. And yummy. Nubbanub treats. Free this week at Dynavite.com. <laughs> if it's working, don't quit. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie Herman. We have Nathan Tempe on the phone, who is the uh, senior editor at BrickUnderground.com, one of our favorite websites about uh, New York City housing. Uh, Nathan, you were telling us about this couple who have split up, and yet they're still sharing the same summer home. So what is the single biggest issue, aside from parties? Is it the refrigerator, whose, whose grapefruit juice that is, or...? It, I think the main thing is just figuring out who can be there when. So they have a, a sort of dysfunctional routine going where every spring she sends a proposed list of dates that she'd like to go out there. And uh, as the summer gets closer, he ignores them and until it gets right up to the, the week of, and then she starts texting him, and they're arguing back and forth about why certain dates work for them or don't. You know, there's a there's a Family Guy episode. I think it's Family Guy where they draw, they paint a, a you know a line down the middle of the house, and then they build a wall, and he's on one side and she's on the other. Why don't they just sell this house, Nathan? I think they both enjoy being out there, um, and also she mentioned that she's happy that they didn't, despite all the headaches, because it was uh, when they broke up. It was 2011, sort of down market and and things have picked up since then uh but i think it's getting to that point uh you know there's all sorts of passive aggressive sabotage going on where she'll go out and uh he'll schedule construction work for while she's there so she has to be home during the day but also enjoy enjoy misery they enjoy misery and they're perpetuating it they're doing a great job of of prolonging it you think that's what it is jerry they're just prolonging a you know an ugly, exactly. an ugly situation. Is it really yeah. worth it? I mean, I'd much rather stay in the city and all the humidity than go out and deal with that. Yeah. No, I, I think also, you could. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Nathan, I think you can be civil, and I think that you can uh, love a house together and and find the right dates. It's like it's it's like sharing your children you know you have the weekend you have during the week tuesday and thursday so i think there is a way where you can balance it where people you know love the house they have and they can share the you time. want to find your your ex's dirty laundry in the washing machine or <laughs> well, something i mean it's different with children they they come to your house and everything i could never live with it with it. and then how do you start a new relationship see that's why i get along with everybody because i am tolerant of things that other people are not, but they might not be able to afford to sell it in each one by the kind of house that they are. You need to make some sacrifices. So economically, the picture is they both are, uh, you know, aware of You know what? I, I always own my own house, and when I was in a relationship with somebody and they moved into the house, I owned, they wanted to chip, and I always said no. Did you I, write a prenuptial uh, move out, move in? I signed a pre-eruptional move. I always that. said to them, "No, I'm paying. I'm paying a mortgage here towards my house. I don't want any money from you." So when it came time and it was over, it was my house, and you, you were know, controlling it. There's the shower. There's the door. Oh well, there's the answer. And there's well, the answer. That's why you're not married. <laughs> There you go. Jerry, maybe you can help us because I know I, you're married. Oh, yes, I'm married. But listen, this is not uh, anything that I would advise. Esther, I think, is the exception rather than the norm of being I friends agree. with all her <laughs> exes. Uh, do you all have parties where everybody gets together and comes yes. to a dinner party? We were in Israel in December. All of us were together. Maybe? All of your exes oh. were together? Well, really? not all. One was missing. <laughs> wow. uh-huh. Did you do away with that one? No. 
Well, in any event, yeah. I, if I was in a party with all my exes and they were standing in a quarter talking to each other, it would make me very, very nervous. I couldn't, I couldn't fit all yeah. of mine in Cinderella, but that's a whole different issue. So, um, Nathan, but we digress from real estate into personal relationships. Also, Nathan, well, real estate is very, very much about personal relationships. Nathan, it's so interesting because I was going to ask you about this article, What Makes a Great Landlord? And yes. we have somebody on the phone from Queens. I can't see your name. Is it Carol? Uh, Carrie. Carol. 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 Yes. You, you have this question. Are landlords required to raise rent? That's one of the this issues. Is what about they're telling my friend, and she's frantic because the thing is, um, she she was renting a house before, and then the people sold it without telling her, and they didn't want her as a tenant, so she frantically took a place that she really couldn't afford. So she works overtime so she can have coffee to go to work. And now her, land, her new landlord in this apartment says, well, the law says I have to raise your rent every year. I said, I never heard. I have a house. I don't know. I never know. Did, so I said, that's ridiculous, even though I know everybody's rent goes up, which is crazy because nobody's money is going up like that. And they do do this to people. And it's really terrible. I'm like, there should be something against it. But she, he's telling her. And so I heard your program. So I got to go and ask this question because he's giving her to December to decide whether she wants to pay the extra rent. She doesn't have any money. Nathan, do you have any uh, comments on that? Well, I'm I'm no lawyer, but I am not aware of a law in the books that says you have to raise someone's rent Jerry? when their lease comes up for renewal. Mm, this sounds like a rent-stabilized apartment where there's an annual registration requirement. I don't know that it's required that you raise it, but nevertheless, even if it was required, you could always do an abatement. So for example, let's say that uh, the legally regulated rent is $3,000 a month, but I want to charge the tenant 2000 a month. I would write the lease at 3000 I would put a $1,000 abatement in there, and that's how you accomplish that. So there's yeah, definitely a way- have what's called preferential rent. Correct. There you go. Exactly. So I think what the landlord is saying is that they have to re-register it and maybe they're required to raise it, although I'm not sure of that. But even if they were, they could still do an abatement. In this situation, if I were the tenant, I would sit down with the landlord, try to do it in person and just say, look, I'm a good tenant. I really can't afford this. You're going to make me move again. You know, chances are you'll get somebody who's not such a good tenant. Take mercy on me. Most landlords, many landlords, are reasonable people, and if you talk to them that way and say maybe I'm willing to do a little bit of extra work around the apartment to help, maybe they'll right. they'll take mercy. Right. I agree with you, Jerry. Something like offer you don't have to paint this yeah. year. I'll yeah. paint it myself, and I'll, I'll take, take care of things. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that yeah. helpful, Carol? It does, because I'm like I never heard that law. Quit. <laughs> I'm not yeah. renting. Because no, a lot understand. of people are really being met. Up. And, yeah. uh, but while I have you on the phone, since you're a lawyer, legal. Okay. Some legal advice. Here we go. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> My granddaughter was renting a place. Did yes. not know that the homeowner, this is a house, uh -huh. did not, they got rent received. They did not know that his house was in foreclosure. Uh -huh. So he was yeah. playing some kind of games. And I guess they gave him a notice that they were going to come take over the property and he panicked. Right. Right. And so he said to them, you have a 10-day notice to get out, you know, and whatever. So they went to housing court and got extension saying well, he can't give us 10 days. Yeah. And so yeah. the housing court gave them 30 days. So they said, well, we don't know what's going on. But he was still scared, so he made up some kind of lie 
And there was a SWAT team that came and bombarded the house, knocked the door down, took everybody off the jail. Oh and they found huh. out later on that whatever he lie he told wasn't the case. But now, you know, they're out of a place and they're forcing my granddaughter because she was where she works and she makes good money or whatever. They would not allow her to pay for a hotel for her kid to go to school or they have reported her. Now they're making her be in this, um, what is it, homeless situation where they got to go to the shelter where they threaten to take her kid from her. You're not allowed You're not allowed to live in a hotel. That's what I'm going to do. They yeah, told her she was not allowed to live in a hotel with a kid. Is that true? I don't know. That's beyond my, my expertise here. I would I would definitely go uh, to one of the advocates for um, tenants' rights, which there are many in the city, right. and mm-hmm. they're very good at this. And Sam Himmelstein, that, right? Isn't he a uh, yeah, kind he's of one of them. He's a private one, but there's also, um, you know, non-for-profits. I, I would see. go to one of them and, and run right. the scenario. It sounds like legal a legal services. Legal service in New York is a good resource. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, I agree. Yeah. Live in a hotel. How come? I, I mean, I she wasn't doing it, but yeah. working and taking her kid to school yeah. until they find another place. It's terrible. I just don't know the answer to the question. Yeah. Carol, I would follow Jerry's suggestion because sometimes some, I hate to say it, some landlords can bully you around and misrepresent what is really happening. So the best thing you could do is just go seek legal advice from, uh, from, you know, from the kind of where you don't have to pay for that Carol, tenants association. Thank you for thank you for calling, Carol. I hope we were of some help to okay. you. We're yeah, at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. That's eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. Nathan, what makes a great landlord? This was just in in Brick Underground. What is it that makes a good landlord? Yes, uh, we we pulled. Uh, around 10 New Yorkers, and uh, they all said sort of similar things uh, that you might imagine. Uh, I think the common theme is just being reasonable and responsive, so being available by... Uh, responsive to complaints, you mean? Yes. So, you know, you say there's a leak, the the landlord sends somebody within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, it's, it's similar to what we were talking about a second ago, you know, if you are a good tenant, uh, they recognize that and work with you on the rent they're not trying to you know turn over the units constantly to get new people in for a short amount of time and so yeah, there are landlords available. That, that cuts deal that that will cut a deal with you in other words they see that you pay the rent you keep the place clean you're not a problem so instead of just trying to jack it up but what a good landlord does is tries to charge a fair rent is that possible in new york city well, excuse me, I, I'll speak for myself as a yes. landlord yes. with some apartments. Um, I, the reality of it is that if you treat your tenants right and you're not greedy, um, it makes a huge difference. You don't want your tenant to leave. You don't have, you know, you don't want that one month or two months uh, of the, uh, you know, an empty apartment. So being a great tenant helps the landlords because most landlords are smart enough to know. Let me keep you. I want to keep you. Make it easy. Compassion, right? Yes. Uh, Nathan, that was one of the things that uh, the responses to your uh, your poll, compassion, yeah. right? And, and another people, uh, another thing people mentioned was just uh, being a little bit uh, uh, in step with the times as far as, you know, taking emails and texts. And, uh, emails, be, right. Be, being able to pay your rent online. Nathan, is, we have to take a, a quick break now. Can you continue to hold? Sure. Stay on. Thank you. We'll be right back after this word. Don't go away. Hey, 
Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Are you looking for a radio show that gives you straight talk, common sense, and the facts? Are you looking for a media outlet which offers all points of view? If the answer is yes, then listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 830 right here on AM 970. The answer. The Cats Roundtable is hosted by John Katsimatidis, a successful businessman who came to this country as an immigrant and built a multi-billion dollar business empire. He's met presidents, world leaders, governors, mayors, congressmen, state legislators, and you'll hear them all on the Cats Roundtable. Republicans, Democrats, independents, conservatives, liberals, and everything else you can imagine. You won't just hear their take on the news. You'll hear them make the news. Whether it's local, national news, or international news. You can read about it in the newspaper on Monday. But hear it first on the Cats Roundtable. Sunday mornings at 8.30. Right after Murano in the morning. Only on AM 970. The Answer. How can Chris be so relaxed when his big interview is today? Because he searched jobs on Glassdoor.com. Out of millions of listings, he filtered by distance and salary to find the job that was right for him. He researched the company on Glassdoor, too. He read employee reviews. He knows they have great medical, even free donut Fridays. So he has nothing to worry about and everything to look forward to. Glassdoor. Find the job that fits your life. Go to Glassdoor.com or download the app today. The Genucel giveaway continues. Hey, the folks at Chamonix need to empty their warehouses, so order now. You'll get double your Genucel order free. Genucel is a natural plant stem cell treatment with advanced peptides for those pesky bags and puffiness under the eyes. And with Genucel's immediate effects, you'll see amazing results in about 12 hours. Call now. Get double your order of Genucel free. Genucel's backed by the best customer service in the business and an ironclad 60-day money-back guarantee. And if you call now, you'll get a two-month supply of the legendary Deep Firming Serum, also free. Call in the next 20 minutes and get a free two-month supply of Esotique RF, Chamonix's most popular wrinkle treatment free. That's your fourth free gift. Call 800-525-8345 or go to Genucel.com. Double up on Genucel. Get the Deep Firming Serum and Esotique, all free while supplies last. Limited time offer. Order now and shipping is also free. 800-525-8345. 800-525-8345. That's 800-525-8345. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie Herman. Bob in the Bronx, you have a question about the landlord having inspection rights? Bob? Yes. yes. Why don't you ask that question, please? Okay. Um, we have, I live in a co-op, and they sometimes want to do apartment inspections. If you don't let them in... You won't be a tenant in good standing. They'll t- threaten to take away your garage spot, your fitness room, or on waiting list for another apartment. Some of curious. What are they looking what, for, Bob? Well, they said they're trying to be nosy. I guess they want to see what you have in the apartment. They're not well, really, did they say that, or are you saying that? Well, I'm surmising it because they're not okay. really. They're just looking around. They're not really checking out thoroughly. 
Yeah. So the so you're the primary owner of this co-op, correct? You're not yes. a subtenant. Okay. So you have to look at your proprietary lease. There are co-ops in the city that have these fairly unfettered rights to enter and inspect. Um, many of them are uh, housing development, original HDFC-type organizations where they're coming in and inspecting for safety. They're inspecting to make sure that you're in compliance with house rules regarding floor coverage, for example. How many times a year would you say they do these well, inspections? Well, they, they didn't do it. In a while, I refused mm-hmm. to let them in so far. But now they're trying to threaten you with they taking away your garage spot yeah. or your they fitness be, Listen, they may be right. You yeah. know, I mean, But, Bob, when you're, when, you're, when you're not letting them in, I, as the landlord, can tell you, then I really become suspicious as to why isn't he letting me in. If there's nothing wrong, it's perfectly oh, fine. Oh, uh, I know that. Why aren't but, you letting uh, them in, Bob? Why aren't you I letting them legally, in? I figured legally. I figured... Um, Policemen, child welfare, anything. They have to get a writ of entry well, if they really want it that way. And I feel your legal rights. I'm not a lawyer, but I heard something about it, and that's no. I'm just curious. Let me address that. So, why would dear? you? Why would you not let them in, Bob? You personally? Yeah. Why? What? Well, what bothers you? I feel just my legal rights. They don't really have a right inspecting your apartment. So that's look, all. I'm just nothing to hide here, but I feel legally they here's don't the, have here, a right. Here's the, do you want the answer? Okay, here's it's the easier answer. letting him in. You don't I know that, answer. but I'm you just curious. Want, you, don't, you want the answer now? You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it's the government, yes, they need a warrant. It's called the Fourth Amendment. It's still in effect, thank God. Um, private individuals, however, you have a private contract with your corporation that owns the building, right? You're a shareholder, but you're also a tenant of the corporation. And the right. terms of that private contract are embodied in what's called the proprietary lease. And if the proprietary lease has a right to periodic entry for general inspections, then they have a right to periodic entry with general inspections. And if you default on that, that's a private contract that you're defaulting. It has nothing to do with the government entering your apartment, which I agree with you. They have to have a, a warrant uh, unless it's you know under an emergency doctrine or something like that. Uh, but this is not the government. This is a private entity, the corporation entering the apartment. I would not be as I understand your, you know, your uh, civil rights attitude. I admire it. But I think you're going to run afoul of the of the rules and they're eventually going to punish you. And I think you're going to. Well, that's it. They'll lose. try to that way that, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it just, sounds like uh, Jerry's saying you should review the lease you have. Who knows if you can have it so many years ago. Yeah. You know, just put all the, the, the marijuana plants away in the corner before they come in, and they'll be fine. <laughs> no, that's just joking, Bob. I hope, just kidding. I hope, I hope that answered your question, Bob. Thank you for calling. Thank We're at you. 866-9... You're welcome. We're at 866-970-9622. Nathan, do you get a lot of questions at Prick Underground about intrusive landlords? I'm sure we've Nathan? gotten some over the years. I'm actually new on the job, but we, we certainly get questions of all types many to do with landlords we used to have a list here i don't have it today is about 10 requests your landlord makes that you should say no to and one of them is can i use the shower can you imagine that people actually you know their landlord i have a client like that seriously um yeah believable yeah um but i do want to tell you i have one particular apartment in florida and in my lease i put in that i want a monthly um, a housekeeper to be going in, and that was part of giving the apartment. And then every few months, 
I have a friend of mine who's a neighbor who knows to go in and make sure that everything is kept clean um, because that was our requirement. Is that a furnished rental? Yes. It's a furnished rental. Yes. As a matter of fact, it is a furnished, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. the level of, of cleanliness that people are, are looking at. Paulie in the Bronx. I'm sorry, Jerry, did you no, want to go ahead and say something, a, please? I had a client that lived in a owner-occupied building, three units, and he got a call one morning after having a, 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 a guest, an overnight guest from the landlord asking who that was. <laughs> I've, I've had a few friends uh, with Brooklyn landlords who would uh, walk in unannounced and yeah. you know, poke around the fridge. Sometimes they'd be smoking. Uh, yeah, that's, not the uh, most pleasant. That's totally a bit much. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a bit much. Uh-huh. Wow, I gotta you start right, doing that with my summer tenants. You have a right to quiet yes. enjoyment. <laughs> quiet enjoyment. No red wine on the sofas. That's it. Oh, I yeah. spilled red wine at Esther's house the other night. She was so Did gracious. It wasn't red. Was it red? It was red on, oh, the, on the beautiful how white tablecloth. Oh, you were incredibly gracious. She was very so. I invited you, Jerry, many times. So but sweet. Just so snotty. And then you know what Esther did because I was what? so upset? She washed the tablecloth and then took a <laughs> picture did. of it and I sent did. it to me saying, see, the tablecloth is clean now. It's true. Think it's, about it's how, what washable. a kind person I, that is. I only it's serve washable. vodka when Stephen comes over to my house because it doesn't stain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fine with me. So you didn't tell me that. I should have known. Paulie. Yeah. Paulie in the Bronx? Yes. Are you there, Paulie? Hi. Yes. Could you give us your, uh, ask your question, please? Well, my question is, you know, you're um, you're addressing a lot of, uh, you know, condos and uh, apartment issues, but I'm I'm a homeowner in the Bronx, and uh, what's really happening in my neighborhood, and I believe this is happening in all five boroughs, and uh, even in Westchester, like South Yonkers, is the single-room occupancies that are, are uh, you know, landlords are not renting out just apartment, uh, the, uh, a whole apartment, they're renting out rooms, and and uh, what happens is that uh, you have uh, many, many fires occurring because the wiring in these homes are, or buildings are very old, and and well, the electrical system gets overloaded, and and uh, then you have uh, you have no parking on on the streets. You have more transient people walking, more rodents and uh, situation. You you start to get a lot of super laundry mats. And so what's um, your question, what is your question here? Excuse me. Your What's question? your question, Paulie? Well, the, the question is, is that what is the city doing about these single-room occupancies? Because they don't really seem to have a plan to do sweeps of areas to, to, to uh, go after these landlords that are renting rooms. And, 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 and a lot of the fires that are occurring here in the Nathan, Bronx can, and, and elsewhere. You know, the, the Nathan, can you are, elucidate on this anything, Nathan? Uh, I know that the uh, Department of Buildings... Uh, will come in and uh, and they they will check for um, illegal subdivisions of, of apartments. So if there have been walls built or you know doors added that aren't uh, in the plans for the building, that's an issue. Um, also, if it's something that a landlord isn't aware of, uh, the landlord could take action against a tenant who's subdivided his or her apartment and doesn't actually live there. And uh, and also then- if if there's an Airbnb situation going on. The mayor's office of special enforcement uh, will get involved. But it sounds like generally uh, a call to 311 is is the the way to go, unless it's an issue to well, take up with well, the landlord. The problem is the landlords are, are, are responsible, and they, they are actually renting out 
the rooms in no, the we understand. apartment. We, under, we understand the so, issue. So, we understand and, and the, the issue. The, the city doesn't have a sweep program of a whole area or a neighborhood. It only uh, addresses individual homes. But the, the problem has become an epidemic, you know, as far as how many homes, uh, private homes, are, are, are under single room occupancy. Paulie, we're coming down the home stretch here. So, um... I hope that this was some help to you. I guess you got to drop the dime on what's. What do you think, Jerry Feeney? Well, yeah, yeah. Further to uh, the point about the illegal subdivisions, this is a big issue in New York City. There was a tragic fire several years ago in the Bronx where a couple of firefighters were were killed because the apartment had been illegally subdivided with uh, illegal walls, and it was a maze. And and the Bronx DA actually indicted the landlord and the, and the tenant for this. And so the city's taken a lot more action with respect to that usually the the sro illegal sros are also an illegal subdivision of the apartment because they're putting a door uh somewhere that it's not supposed to be and that the city department of buildings will take uh, action on uh, you could also call frankly the fire department and report it and the fire department will will do an inspection if it's if it's not an illegal um you know, whacking up of the apartment by putting up illegal walls, but rather simply operating as an SRO that is illegal, then that either you have to call 311 and complain to the city, uh, or, you know, there's you probably could have a private cause of action if you're a neighbor called a nuisance action and bring that to landlord-tenant court and say that they're creating a nuisance by doing an illegal SRO. So, I, you know, you could also consider that. But Paulie, I thank hear you. you. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Paulie. I hope that uh, Jerry helped you out. With your question, um, Anna, I'm so afraid we have to uh, we have to sign off in just 90 seconds. Anna, would you call back first person next week? I promise we'll take your phone call as soon as you call in next week, Anna, from Long Island. Uh, we just don't have time to uh, to answer your question. So we promise, Anna. I promise. Have a good week. Be blessed. Thank you so much, Anna. We'll speak to you first thing next week. I also want to thank Nathan Tempe for uh, from Brick Underground for calling in. That's it. And Nathan, you know so much about so many different things. You must come back again. You promise us? I will do. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. a pleasure. And BrickUnderground.com is the website. They've got a lot of answers to a lot of questions for you there. Also, Esther Mueller, thank you. Thank you. So Thank much. Jerry Feeney again and Ace Watson Soup Are you still there, Ace? I'm here. I'm here. Ace, Steven, thank you. You were great, by the way. Oh, you really my did God. Good job. Yeah, Steven, you did amazing. So are you, Jerry. So is everybody. Great. We are all great. This is a big yes. love fest here. You everybody can was all wonderful. come for dinner and spill wine all over my <laughs> tablecloth. Thank it's you for calling anyway, in. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for calling in. We'll be thank here next you. week. Have a Bye. great week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.